Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So this Wednesday, Jerome Powell got a big decision to make. In fact, I think it might be the biggest Fed rate decision in history. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. I don't think that's hyperbole. When you think about the consequences of what he may do, on one hand, you've got continued inflation, and maybe it even exacerbates inflation. And on the other hand, you've got completely crush the banking system or run the risk of creating further collateral damage with the banking system. And we all know because the economy is so financialized, if the banking system goes down, so will the economy. So I want to think this through with you guys so you can start assessing probabilities. And most of you know from watching my videos, I don't know that we'll have a, a, a banking crisis play out the exact same way that it did during the GFC with all the big banks, maybe regionals might look a little bit different, but the bottom line is the yield curve is screaming right now that there is a tsunami headed our way at about 500 miles per hour. <laughs> and we don't know exactly when it's going to hit. Most likely it'll hit after the yield curve uninverts. But right now there are some serious, serious warning signs. And, you know, we could have some sort of economic crisis that could just bleed into the banks and they could go bust just out of collateral damage, even if they're not the focal point of the specific crisis. And we know that the Fed has raised rates until they have broken something. They've already broke. Uh, so do they continue to risk breaking things even worse or risk allowing inflation to run hot and Paul, excuse me, then Jerome Powell running the risk personally of being remembered as Arthur Burns and not Paul Volcker. Uh, I think a lot of people glaze over that. And I think that is a big part of the decision-making process. I mean, you got to put yourself in Jerome Powell's shoes, right? You want to be remembered as Arthur Burns or Paul Volcker? Easy decision. So let's get into some data that will help us kind of determine maybe what we might see on Wednesday. And then Josh has got the actual numbers, the market probabilities pulled up. So we've got a 24% chance of zero rate hike. And then we have a 76% chance of, what was that 25 basis points? Okay, so that's what the market's kind of projecting right now. And this makes a lot of sense, but let's get further into some details. I want to go over to my Twitter feed and point out something that... Uh, you guys may or may not be aware of. First and foremost, look at the, the discount window. I mean, this is just absolutely insane. So just as a reminder, the Fed discount window is uh, the highest interest rate in that 25 basis point range. So the lowest rate would be reverse repo. That's how they set a floor on rates and the overnight rate. And then the discount window would be how they set the ceiling. So if you're in if you're in trouble and you can't get liquidity any other way, then what you're going to do is you're going to go to the discount window. Now, the banks try to avoid that because it comes along with a stigma. If you go to that discount window, people know that you're basically insolvent. And at the very least, you've got real big problems. So that means they're no longer willing to do business with you. And then it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Or it was. Now, with this new facility the Fed has set up, uh, it, it may or may not be an issue. Uh, the Fed backstops the market. Now, we all know that's going to create a lot more good, a lot more harm than good. That's going to create a lot of moral hazard. But just to give you some context here, 
the discount window borrowing got up to looks like a hundred and call it 15 ish million or billion, excuse me, 115 billion during the GFC. And just last week, it got up to 152 billion. I think that was actually on Friday. During the Cerveza sickness, it only got up to call it 50. This is a serious red flag. There's some serious cracks in the system. And whatever tsunami is coming at us, whatever tsunami is underneath the surface, whatever tsunami is creating these cracks in the banking system, this is not good. This is not good at all. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So my point here is the Fed's going to be looking at this. Obviously, they have this data. <laughs> it, it's their discount window, right? And, and they're they're not stupid. You know, they can see this just like we can and say, wait a minute, if it was 120 or 115 billion during the GFC, it's 152. That's a big red flag. That is a serious canary in the coal mine. So on one hand, Jerome Powell's looking at this. On the other hand, he's looking, or on the same hand. He's looking at the fact that they just had to set up dollar swap lines. So again, you guys know from watching these videos and watching Snyder that when the Fed has to set up dollar swap lines, when there's a shortage of dollars globally in the banking system, that is a very bad sign. That means that the perceived counterparty risk is incredibly high. And you guys know as sophisticated rebel capitalists, that it isn't necessarily about a bank's ability to expand their balance sheet or to provide liquidity. Banks can provide as much liquidity as they want. They could have provided liquidity to Silicon, Silicon Valley Bank, to Credit Suisse. It's a matter of being paid back. That's where rubber meets the road. The banks can provide, the banks can create all the dollars they want. They can create all the assets, all the liabilities. It's just what is the perceived counterparty risk? That is the, the main constraint I would argue. So if the Fed is having to set up additional dollar swap lines uh, to ease quote unquote banking crisis, according to Zero Hedge, that means that the perceived counterparty risk in the global monetary system is skyrocketing. So on one hand, you've got the swap lines and what that means as far as a red flag. And you've got the fact that this, the discount window is now up over 150 billion, call it 40 billion higher than it was during the GFC which wasn't a pleasant time for the banking system nor the global economy. And on the other hand, you've got inflation and the Fed looks at that and okay, we're year over year, 6.6%. But I think an even bigger problem is month over month, we've gone from like zero up to 0.4, maybe even up to 0.5. So we see an acceleration month over month 
And that is going to be very concerning for one Jerome Powell, especially if you're thinking about your legacy in terms of Arthur Burns or Paul Volcker. So if I had to put money on it, I would say they'll probably go with the 25 basis points. I mean, I know that's kind of a cop-out because that's what the market is predicting. But to me, that makes the most sense because that's kind of the, the, the out for Jerome Powell where he can say, well, I'm still hiking rates. I'm still hawkish. We're still going to beat inflation. We're going to do everything that it takes. But at the same time, he's saying that we're going to give a little bit of a break to the banking system and we're going to kind of sit back and wait and see how these facilities and these bailouts that we've done, we're going to see how they really mature into the marketplace. We're going to see how this UBS takeover of Credit Suisse plays out. We're going to see how the, uh, was it the first national bank or something like that? We're going to see how that plays out. We're going to see how these regionals play out in the United States. And if it blows up, then we can always take rates right back down to zero. We have the tools for that. <laughs> and uh, if everything pans out and this is just a hiccup in the system because we know they're completely ignoring the yield curve, then we can continue to hike rates and I can go down in history as Paul Volcker. I, I think that's kind of the way that he threads the needle, so to speak, is that 25 basis point hike. So that's what we should look out for on Wednesday. But we need to pay close attention because if they do pause and if they don't hike rates or if they do 50, I mean, that's going to catch the market way off sides. And catching the market off sides this go around, I think would have the biggest impact of any Fed rate hike throughout history. I think we're kind of at that point in time where, again, if it's just the market or what the market's predicting, I don't think that's going to be a big deal. But if they decide to go higher or lower, then that's going to have a bigger impact than any other time when the Fed did something that the market did not expect. I think that's why we need to pay super close attention to what happens this Wednesday. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.